Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Clemson controlled Notre Dame more than South Carolina controlled Jacksonville State. I get how that's embarrassing. But I think, you know, you got to look at where South Carolina is right now. Okay, you got to have a frank conversation about where South Carolina is. And when you do that, what you realize is the Gamecocks are slightly better than a halfway decent group of five team playing its first FBS ball. It is what it is, man. How am I wrong? First things first, Mark and Diesel, appreciate you guys having me on. And you're not wrong, Mark. And I think that's why it's, uh, you know, it's it's such a tough pill to swallow watching South Carolina. I mean, admittedly, you know, Mark, I, I don't know. I, I was a little bit more frustrated with the final result than I think I even expected because I picked an 11-point margin of victory for South Carolina, but – you know, I, I don't think, Mark, I expected Jacksonville State to have the football driving with an opportunity to win that football game. I'm not sure I expected South Carolina to need to win the turnover margin or turnover battle 4-0 to zero to win that game by 10 points. So, um, I mean, it's like you said, Mark, many times. I mean, you don't move the goalposts, right? The expectations in the preseason, they – were what they were they are what they are and I mean that you know just because you recognize I think what South Carolina is at this point I I don't think it makes it any easier to watch what we saw on the field so uh, but you're right I mean you're very right Mark you know coming out of that game I don't think there's any new information that we acquired about South Carolina I mean everything that we think about them everything we know about them at this point is exactly that I mean it's it's the Spencer Rattler and Xavier Leggett show Mario Anderson at the running back position continues to play his guts out. The offensive line is abysmal. The defense can't stop a nosebleed. And even the special teams are underwhelming this year. Well, we shouldn't just focus on the good things, Chris, right? (laughs) Right, But but Chris, Chris, seriously, though, Chris, seriously, though, man, if I said to you, South Carolina beats a 7-2 team, no matter what conference they're in, You're going to take that, right? So I'm not siding with Beamer here. I'm tired of his acting like a baby, puffing his chest out. Like, who pulls a how you like me now after beating Jacksonville State? Who pulls that, man? Like, I just, like, like, that that just rings so hollow to me. Fans aren't going to celebrate a 38 0 win over Jacksonville State. At the same time, if he wants to celebrate with his team, fine. All right. And, you know, look, man, you beat a halfway decent football team. Good on you. And to your point, Mark, I mean, this season was never about beating Jacksonville State. So whether you beat them 38 to nothing or 38-28, it doesn't really move the needle for many Gamecocks. But, I mean, to your point, Mark, there was good, there was bad. 
and there was ugly in this game, like many other games out there. And I mean, I am someone too, Mark. You know, I, I felt a little hypocritical on Saturday in our post-game call-in show, even today, talking about the game because I'm someone that I always say to fans, "Hey, enjoy the wins, right?" Because when it comes to South Carolina football, you're you're probably not going to get a a great number of them. At least history has shown, and it's a guarantee you're going to be miserable in the defeats. So at least try to, as Shane Beamer says, find some joy in the victories. But, I mean, I'm a human being as well, Mark, and frustration is a real thing, and it's just set in watching Gamecocks football. And, I mean, to your point, the positives of this, this team is at home the next three games. That is the greatest positive of anything else I could say because Spencer Rattler, Xavier Leggett, that offense, they just play at a different level on the home field. And they're going to need them to be really, really good because the defense is still struggling. Now, on the positive for them as well, Mark, we're highlighting positives here. They did produce four turnovers. Do you realize, Mark, that was the first turnover in that game? It was the first time South Carolina has generated a turnover since the Tennessee game, which feels like forever ago at this point. So they're going to need more of those as they go down the stretch, especially against Kentucky and Clemson. And so there were some positives to draw from it, but overwhelmingly to the point I was making earlier, it is difficult to find some joy in watching this football team and the mistakes they make week after week, game after game. And to your point, Mark, I mean, I I went on a full rant on this, and I I mean, I think Shane Beamer just completely missed the mark with those post-game comments. And I'm not talking about the part where he said we're going to celebrate with the team. The team should be celebrating. Winning is really hard. Nobody's telling you to go behind closed doors and and throw a pity party and be upset. But to – Come at people and their miserable existences. And what killed me, Mark, about this, to your point, the how do you like me now comments, they were completely unprovoked, just completely unprovoked. They just came out of nowhere. And that, I just, I don't understand it, Mark. I genuinely do not understand why Shane Beamer has this boulder-sized chip on his shoulder and has to take it out and, you know, display it in that manner I I just don't get it and uh, it's just another viral Shane Beamer presser clip and a long line of viral Shane Beamer presser clip well we this show has never been a victim of any of Shane Beamer's viral moments so uh, so I don't know what you're talking about here Chris (laughs) indeed indeed Uh, Chris we played that clip that you shared on your socials uh, and you said it in the in the way that you presented your social media clip he said everything but Find some joy. And I'm yeah. watching our YouTube chat right now. A lot of people there don't have a problem with Beamer's tone. And, you know, obviously we live in a world where the reception to anything anyone says is always going to be split. I mean, you could say pizza is great and blondes do it better in the comments <laughs> section is going to turn into a fight. Uh, what tone would you like to see from Shane Beamer after that game? Yeah, it's a great question, Diesel, and a great point by you, by the way, that, uh, you know, it's it's uh, the beauty is in the banter is what I say, right? And people will disagree for the sake of disagreeing, and I, I love the back and forth, as you do, as Mark does. That's why we do what we do. Uh, but when it comes to Shane Beamer in the postgame, I, I can take a lot. And, and listen, guys, I think these postgame press conferences, I mentioned it many times, I'll say it again, have they been blown out of proportion this year at times? Yeah, I think so. The bigger issue is what's happening on the field. It's not necessarily what Shane Beamer's saying. If South Carolina was was 9-0 and at this point, 7-2, and whatever the record was, I don't think we'd care as much as what Shane Beamer had to say in his press conferences. But when you're a 3-6 and football team and you eke out a 10-point win, a game in which I could argue you should have lost the football game, guys, 
I mean, Jacksonville State, if they didn't turn the football over four times, they outplayed you. They could have easily beaten you. So to come to the postgame, and I have no issues with anything said, but to take a shot at the fan base, which is what that was, guys. I don't care how you want to spin it, and I understand a lot of folks probably in the YouTube chat hear the sound of my voice, guys. We all know this. College athletics, I'm not singling out South Carolina here. This is a college athletics-wide thing, especially in the SEC. These head football coaches for the fanaticals are looked at more than looked at as more than human. They are looked at as gods nearly. So you can't say anything nearly critical or quote-unquote negative or just give any analysis. So I understand these Shane Beamer comments won't land with people, but that's not how I operate. That's not how y'all operate. You call it as you see it. And when I heard that comment, it just came out of left field like, what is this? Like, why? You, you, like, where is the, the gratitude and perspective and the grace and, hey, we won a football game and we didn't deserve to win? Like, take accountability. You are avoiding accountability when you're deflecting and blaming the fan base or being upset because people don't want to throw a parade because you beat Jacksonville State. It is insane to me. And, guys, I, I made this reference on my show today. And Mark knows this. Diesel, you know this. And everybody here in the sound of my voice knows this. Top performers in whatever field it is, they can get away with anything. Look at Steve Spurrier. Did he say some things that were off the wall? Did he talk some trash? Did he say some stuff that was questionable? Absolutely. But Steve Spurrier is the GOAT, right? Exceptional people can get away with things, whether it's actions, words, what have you. Average or even slightly below average, they cannot, right? they got to have good personalities. they got to be somebody that people like. they got to be likable. they got to get along well with others. Like, where does Shane Beamer get off? Like, where has he earned the right to just throw shade left and right at the fan base? Like, what have you done? I know the Tennessee and Clemson games were great, but what have you done to just come out of left field and, and, and call out people and say they have a miserable existence because they're going to be critical of your performance? Guys, that's insanity, and, and it's, it's sad. Like, I, I just – I think it completely missed the market. At the end of the day, guys, is it a huge deal? Not necessarily in the long term because it's not going to determine Shane Beamer's future. But when you're having the type of season you are and you're three and six, you miss the mark. You completely missed the mark in my mind. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.